Hi, I'm Ryan Guth. Each week, I'll be sitting down with inspirational men and women whose energy makes our city a more interesting place to live. So whether you're new to Albuquerque, just visiting, or have lived here your whole life, ABQCast is my way of sharing these conversations with you. Now let's get to it. Hey there, Albuquerque. I am here with Melanie Lindahl at Bust Out Escape Room uh, on Paseo, one of two locations that they have. They have the other one on San Francisco? San, San Diego. Ma- San Mateo. San Mateo. And Alameda. And Alameda. So probably the best two escape room facilities that I have been to in Albuquerque. There's a lot of passion, a lot of spirit here. It's a family-owned business, so I'm really excited to jump in today with Melanie. Melanie, thank you for joining me on ABQCast. Thank you for having us. So Melanie and I are sitting in the Christmas, what do they call this room? Christmas chaos. Christmas chaos Mm -hmm. room. So we are, it is actually October and we're sitting in our Christmas room. And I have to tell you, the reason why I'm sitting here right now speaking with Melanie is because I was actually Santa <laughs> in their Christmas Chaos promo video that you can find online. I'll, I'm sure I'll link to it in the show notes, but that was sort of how I became exposed to Bust Out Escape Room is one of my friends said, you want to do this like promo video? And I was like, you could, he was like, you could be Santa. And I was like, yes, you know, I feel like I'm not really overweight, but <laughs> this was my opportunity to play Santa. And I felt like I was probably never going to be asked to do that again. <laughs> no, you did a good job. At so it. <laughs> I do enjoy the gym and hopefully that will never have to happen again. So Melanie, tell me a little bit about how this whole thing started. It's a family business. So mm-hmm. Bring us back to the time and place when that began. Of course. So I think maybe it was four and a half years ago now in July. It was my brother's birthday. And we went to New Mexico Escape Room, another local escape room here. And we played one of their very first games. I was actually really nervous going in. I was like, what is this? Am I going to be like tied up? I We were all kind of confused and didn't really know. Like what, what we, is an escape room? Right, yeah. Okay. And I feel like definitely after working here, a lot of people have the same concerns that I did going in. So as soon as we were advised about everything, we went in. We had an awesome time. There was a lot of family fights in the middle of it because once we got into it, we understood. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah. And then we all had different opinions about everything while playing. And we ended up not making it out at all. I think we asked afterwards and we got maybe halfway through, but we had such a good time and we couldn't stop talking about it and how much we wanted to go back and try to get out. So we actually then drove up to Minnesota. We have family that lives up there and we were telling him about it. You drove, you drove to Minnesota. Right. Yeah. So you got halfway through an escape game. (laughs) You didn't get out and you're like, I want to spend 20 hours in a car with my family Yeah, I think driving was, to Minnesota. Yep. I think it was like two days after. Okay. Uh, we drove up to Minnesota to visit some family. Like we, we usually do it every year. So we're telling our cousins about the escape room and we looked up online to see if there was one there. And there was one in this really small town where they live. And we decided to go check it out and try one. So we played it. We made it out. We had a lot of fun. Everyone loved it. Uh, we ended up going into the city, playing a few more. Then driving down, we stopped through Denver. We played a few more, and then we came all the way home. And actually, before we even got home, we were talking about what if we opened one, like all these crazy different ideas and how we could build it. My dad's a contractor, so he knows how to build most things. And my brother, he's not an electrical engineer, but he knows how to program things and do lots of stuff like that. And me and my mom are just kind of randomly there to throw out different information and different ideas. So I think maybe before Santa Fe, on the way back home, 
We were looking online of different places we could rent out, and we found one online that looked kind of cool and great. So we stopped actually before we went home to drop off our stuff. So we still had all of our stuff in the car, stopped at our other location. and On San Mateo. Um, right, yeah. Okay. And we looked at it, and we're like, we'll take it. And literally the next day, I think we got the keys, and we started building that fast. Wow, talk about impulsive. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, you didn't even come up for a breath in that story, mm-hmm. and you, had, you, you came home from Minnesota mm-hmm. with the keys in hand with yep. a retail location. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so, yeah. oh my Lord. So what was your, okay, so your dad... Is a contractor, uh, so he's the one building. Correct. Your brother is sounds kind of like a nerd. Yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so he knows what to do as far as the building out mm-hmm. the computerized systems and yes. stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your mom's thing? And then what's your thing? <laughs> My mom, it was actually really, I would say, mainly her idea for the escape room. Because okay. she, she loves Disney, like obsessed with Disney. And so this was kind of like that close to home Disney for her in a okay. way. Okay. So she just got really passionate about it. She loved it. And... She was like, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll put my money towards it. And so it was mainly striving from her. And she she's pretty good at throwing out like random ideas here and there with different themes of a room. Mm-hmm. So mainly currently now, like what she's doing, she mainly just does stuff with like taxes and the books and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So she's your business person. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what does that make you? Are you the PR? I, I yeah, I would say so. Mainly I am a manager at our San Mateo location and I do intros and I also run games. So I'm a game master, I would say. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but I also, when it comes to creating games, me and my brother do have a lot of ideas that we throw out. So me personally, I have helped with a lot of puzzles that I came up with and okay. my dad usually is able to build those things. So I do have a few things in every single game that I personally have came up with, but I feel like all of us equally have things that we wanted to put inside the rooms. What was the very first room that you came up with in this brand spanking new location after coming home from your family trip? Oh, okay. So this is, I'm very, you know, this passionate about escape rooms. And this one actually is, uh, I don't know how to explain it accurately. I'm just not like super thrilled by what we did on this one. Okay. So this, we actually bought a game online because we wanted, we had so many different things that we were buying or not buying, but we were creating at that time. Mm-hmm. And in order to start making money right away and to put back into the business to invest, to build more games, we ordered our hangover game from a lady, her own. And so she sold us the idea of the hangover. Okay. And we're like, yeah, let's try it. Let's give it a try. Because we knew of other escape rooms that were doing similar things where they would buy the idea. It's a prepackaged idea. Right. Okay. So we did that with the hangover and we changed 90% of it. We did not like it at first. It was a mess. But the actual game itself, people liked it a lot, which mm-hmm. was strange because coming from an escape person that or an escape expert, I would mm-hmm. say, we've done almost... Close to 300 escape rooms now. That one is, first it was great, but now that we've done so many, we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, like that was not good at all. But a lot of people had a good time because it was available in rated R or in okay. PG-13. So we could customize and people would pick which one they so you wanted. So av- you made both available. Right. So it was all one game, but if they picked online that they wanted a PG-13 or rated R, we would go throw more props in and would have oh. ad- additional naughty puzzle in there oh, okay. based off the movie The Hangover. Yeah, so that one, it was, a lot of people still talk about it when they come in. They're like, I was here since the Hangover game, and we loved it, and it was so much fun that got us hooked. But and look, you were barely even able right. to see a radar movie on your own. 
yeah. at that point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you're running this rated R game. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, okay. So you only had one room mm-hmm. and you opened up and how, how much time from start to finish, from the keys to the place to running this business? So we started actually with Groupon. <laughs> to get our name out. <clears throat> Which is like the most horrible thing in the world, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. We thought it was going to be great at first, and it, it kind of was in a way because we got a lot of people through the door, and now they know what escape rooms are, and so they're if they travel, they're going to go do more, and if they live here, they're probably going to come back and play more. Mm-hmm. The downside is that they took a lot of money from using Groupon. Sure. So you had n- not much to in- reinvest into the new room. Correct, yeah. But the good plus is is that it got our name out and a lot of people were coming and they were having fun. So they were still telling people by word of mouth on, hey, we did this and come back. So again, we do have a lot of people who have been with us since the beginning and continue to come back. So yeah, that's the hangover. But the biggest thing right now that I- How long was that span from- Oh, Keys to oh, hangover. <laughs> I would say maybe three months. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we still had to put up a lot of different walls and prep for our other games going up. So in our Game Master area. So it did take a lot of prep work with the entire business, not just that room. Is that a typical build-out period, three months? No. No? Not at all. Our games, usually now, since we build all of our own games, they're taking anywhere from seven to nine months each. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So what was your your second game? You did Hangover, then what? And then we did Da Vinci's Secret. Okay. And both of those actually are Generation uh, 1 style of escape room. So they both have a lot more locks, more hands-on style puzzles. Oh, that's a, there's a generation yes. thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a thing that goes to all of these. So the lock, okay. Because I remember, yeah, going mm-hmm. back east, I had done an escape room that was like one room, mm-hmm. a bunch of locks, a bunch of paper right. kind of laminated, laminated paper mm-hmm. puzzle things. Okay. And that's yeah. considered generation one. What generation are we in now? Well, with our newest games like Curse of the Mayan Temple and our newest game that we're building currently is Jumanji themed. And these are probably generation five. I would say they're more so that includes basically maybe one or two locks in the entire game mm-hmm. and controlling the environment. And those, I think, are like the wow factors of the game. So that's why not only are the puzzles and stuff fun, but now you're immersed in the environment more okay. with you might... We can control the environment on the outside, and so can the players as well, depending on what they're doing. So set design has gotten a lot better over the years of just opening new games, trial and error, playing different escape rooms throughout the country. So I would think when we opened our very first game, pretty much all of the escape rooms that we did were all Generation 1 style of escape rooms. So Mm -hmm. that was very typical. But every year it goes, there's new styles and new things and more electronics and better set design, and it gets more Disney-like the more you go. So that's where we're uh, currently at and striving to even go past that. So is well. Jumanji your only five room that's going to be out there, or do you have other ones right now that are considered I the would advanced? say Curse of the Mayan Temple <clears throat> is like a 4.5. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's less in that game of can, um, of the environment controlled. Okay. But there are still sounds and different things. So if you do things, the certain sounds trigger in the room and um, a lot of things like that. I don't know what a generation 6, 7 to 10 might look like, but we know it's going to probably come up very soon where we're going to do more escape rooms and things that haven't even been thought of yet. So we do want to bring more stuff back like that to uh, to Albuquerque. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are blazing a trail here in Albuquerque. Uh Would you consider yourselves the most advanced rooms in Albuquerque? I think it kind of goes 
Uh, it's hard to say because, you know, there's New Mexico Escape Room in town. Mm-hmm. They were, again, the very first Escape Room that we ever played. We are actually really good Is friends with them. Is that the one on them. Carlisle? Yes. Yeah, they okay. have two locations. They are also a family-owned business. They're amazing people. So when people come in and they always say, your competitors, they're not at all. We always recommend our customers to so go to their So it's a good, it's a nice, Correct. solid community. Yeah. And we're actually still blown away by the things that they create. They are amazing. They work with a movie studio people that help create the sets and that kind of stuff. Their puzzles are awesome and their set's amazing. They're honestly probably within the top five to ten escape rooms that we have done throughout the country. So they're doing really good. I would say we are, people really like us personally at Bust Out because of the passion that we have behind each puzzle. And we're really mainly into... We want everyone to be satisfied whether they get out or not. So a lot of people will come because... If they're within the last 30 seconds and they're so close to making it, we'll add a minute to help them Mm -hmm. out because we want everyone to have fun. And people, we've had a lot of compliments about our puzzles and the thought that goes behind each one. What percentage of your players get out? Each game is so different. And people ask me this all the time, being a game master at our other location. Again, each game is different and each group is different. And if you've played an escape room versus if you haven't, it all depends. So do you have a one in mind? Like, for instance, our hardest game? So, okay, Area 53, (laughs) my wife and her family just played, well, and myself Uh last week. That was, I thought was, we won't get into specifics, but there were some things in there I said, if I didn't get a clue... There's no way I would have figured that out. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so, like, that to me was – we did get out. But, uh-huh. I mean, I don't think we got out with four clues. Like, you know what I mean, I think there was – I think the gal who was who was uh, managing yeah. the, mm-hmm. the scene that day was being graceful. Yeah. Normally, we'll add an extra clue here and there. Or we might send a free nudge to help people get back into the right direction. Mm-hmm. And was that one a hard game? That one is – it's just – I don't want to say it's harder or easier because it's just completely different. Mm-hmm. Specifically, that game itself, we try to do something completely different than all of our other games. The way that it's set, the way that it's ran. That game is more geared towards beginner escape rooms. But if you played more escape rooms before and then come do that one, it becomes hard. It's because the expectation that you have going into it. Oh, but that's a good like learning. Like you're like you're looking you're looking for stuff that might not be there. Correct. It's it's more it's more simple. Right. But your thinking is more complex. Right. Because most of our other games have more hidden things throughout the room or Mm. just totally different puzzles. And that one is just completely different from any of our other games. That one is a little bit more linear. So in my personal opinion, I would recommend people to do that their very first time. uh, Just because I see every single group has the expectation from the last game that they did going Mm -hmm. into the next one, if that makes sense. Okay. So I usually, for instance, like our hardest game that we have is Doomsday the Bunker. And I tell them... Cancel out all of your expectations. This is going to be completely different. We did that too. one. That one was yeah. was it's very rough. hard. Yeah. This one we're sitting in the Christmas chaos room right mm-hmm. now. This was hard. Yeah, I thought. Well, now we tested this. We were in the test group. Yes, me and some friends were in the test group for mm-hmm. this one. And I mean, we were all over the place. Yeah, there was probably six of us, eight of us, or something in here. And I don't think I don't think I talked to more than two people. The whole time, because <laughs> there was probably a, four groups mm-hmm. in different areas doing something different the, yes. the entire time. That's why it's called Christmas chaos. That's the chaos. That's the cha- <laughs> there's definitely yes. 
I was very engaging. Mm-hmm. It was a very engaging room and it was, and you make us, uh, you make us sing in the middle of it yes. as well. <laughs> so let's talk about Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. When I had first met you, which mm-hmm. was now probably a couple, a year, year and a half ago, okay. you did the spiel. Yes. You did that. And you have a really fast, like, if people remember, like, people in their 30s remember <laughs> the, the micro machines guy, the guy that used to do the little Hot Wheels cars, used to speak like a million miles an hour. Like, that was you, and you had yes. this whole spiel. I know, I tend we, to do that. <laughs> we asked, we might make you do that in this interview. Afterwards, I said, when did you guys come up with this? Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. I was, like, totally blown away. And you were like, we pretty much drew it out, like, one night. Yes, for specifically Camp Crystal Lake, yeah. Like why and how? What what was <sighs> the what was the impetus behind that? Again, we are a family-owned business, so mm-hmm. this is it's it's crazy, honestly, working with family. So this is how this all kind of unfolded. With oh, that we'll game. get there. Okay, yeah. good. So specifically with that game, we had this idea for kind of a Jason Voorhees type of theme to it, and we we all were like, yes, <clears throat> we all agreed, and we all got really excited about it. This is your like Halloween game. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so my dad usually is the one to go in and start building things. He, um, his dad actually, I can never say this right. A magician. Did I say it right? Magician. Yeah. There we go. Was a magician. Yes. Oh. So he would create like, um, I always get that confused between like magician. And, a m- yeah. musician there and you magician. Go. Yes. Okay, I can gotcha. never say it right. That's right. And so he has created a lot of puzzle or not puzzles. Illusions. Yes. That, sorry. He's created a lot of illusions, things. And my dad actually helped him paint those and build those when he was younger. Um, And my dad is really good at wood working. Uh And um, so he just kind of went in there and started building stuff without even telling us what he was going to do. And he's like, I'm doing this and that and that. And we're like, uh, we already had some puzzles kind of planned out and that doesn't really fit with that, et cetera. So we kind of put our puzzle stuff on pause while he just kind of went in and did his creative process and let us know when to go in and fill in the rest, basically. And I would credit that game, honestly, to my boyfriend, Wyatt, and my mom. They stayed there, I think, from 3 p.m. to uh, 4 in the morning creating stuff, writing stuff down, making stuff. And then they woke up the next day and started actually building these props and laminated papers and different stuff. Uh, that game does have a little bit, because that one is a generation of, I'd say, two, three. Mm-hmm. So one still has some different papers and stuff that you have to read. But they actually went in and created all of that kind of stuff. But that took them, like, literally all night to put together. I'm honestly surprised it didn't take them a lot longer to do that. Because usually so it, it's it's more. really... The long part is just to build out. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you pretty much, you sort of wireframe out the idea of the flow of the game Mm -hmm. on paper first, or how does that look? It's, I... Is that a trait I wish it was like that. No, oh. um, it's just kind of all over the place. For instance, like even with a Jumanji or Jumanji themed room right now, my dad's in there building, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of go back in and fill in the blanks. We do have some sort of ideas to begin with, to start with that we want to do. But he'll, he'll randomly, he'll be working on something painting. And he's like, oh, I have a new idea. We're going to do this. And then he'll fill us in. So mainly towards the end, we have a lot of ideas written down, like on sticky notes and different things that we want to do. And then towards the end of the game, when it's almost all done we're almost ready to test we'll build a flow chart so different openers throughout the game basically where we can start so we can check stuff off as the players are going through and just kind of how the flow of the game plays out until the very end so let's talk about being a game master oh okay i noticed (laughs) when you walk down the hallway the very last room is a little skinny room Mm -hmm. looks like 
you know, like uh, mission control at NASA, right? And you have a bunch of monitors in front of you. (laughs) What is actually happening there? Well, is there somebody sitting there during a game? Yes. So we do have uh, one game master per game. So you are constantly, I don't want to say being monitored because that sounds scary, but you are being watched the entire time. So we are basically and, checking. Like, they're not multitasking. Yes. There's no. somebody on that game watching that person. Correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. We like literally nonstop. Our eyes are glued on almost every single person inside the game at all times. So we have to watch like where, where they're putting in the key. So if we, if they're putting in something in the wrong spot, we might say, Hey, like, is there another spot for that or something? Mm-hmm. Whatever oh, okay. maybe. But yeah, it literally does feel like we're controlling like mission to Mars type of deal right mm-hmm. now because we're so laser focused on everyone. One game master per game. And we basically just help people when they need help. So uh, usually we only give three clues per game. Mm-hmm. So at any point during a game, if people come together and they're like, ah, oh, we're stuck, we don't know what to do, then they would raise their hands. We send them a clue through our monitor system. And hopefully that leads them into the right direction on how to solve something. Okay. Yeah. And once their three clues are up, they're up. Yes or, and no. Or it depends on <laughs> if you feel bad for them at the moment. Is there, a, is there an objective way to, to figure out whether these people are worthy of another clue? Yes. So, (laughs) I mean, we do see a lot of crazy stuff in there Mm -hmm. sometimes, but usually we like to help people where all of our game masters have all played escape rooms before Mm -hmm. and they're really passionate about doing escape rooms. So they're passionate about running escape rooms. So we always want to see people excited and happy. So we'll, if they need it, we'll send an extra clue here and there to help them out. Usually it's small things that we won't count clues for. So if they're asking like, where does this go. I don't know. Something just super, super small. We'll send it to them for free and we won't count it. Other times, if they're just super, super close, but some person said the wrong number in the middle, we say, hey, check your third number or make sure to line up your code correctly on the lock. So it's just really, really small things like that. So generation six games, I guess, are going to be when the game master is like, you want another clue? Venmo me 10 bucks. <laughs> right? And then boom, there's your, there's your next clue. I would love that. You know, yeah. <laughs> extra, ten, extra 10 ten spot here. Yeah. So, okay. What's the craziest thing you've seen being a game master watching a room? What's the craziest oh thing that's gone on in your room? There are so many. I feel like literally every day there's something that we all laugh about. Okay. And uh, actually in the back we have a little board at each location where we'll write like the funniest stuff that we heard that day. Oh, so I that way our it. next employees, they come and they can see it. So my most memorable one, and I think this is just so hilarious. I think it's like the first maybe two or three months that we were open, we had a group of cops come. And we gave them all the rules, all the spiel, you know, and it's even written on a board behind us, like the main rules, don't use your phone, don't mm-hmm. break anything, the whole list. They broke all of those plus more. And it was just so weird to see that. You had that. to create more rules for Yes. Them. And they were cops. So it's like, maybe they just, they're so used to following the rules. Maybe they just know, they're, need they're to go human, someplace. They're humans to, too. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but that was pretty entertaining to watch. And it was funny. We actually laughed about it with them afterwards. And we pointed out all of these you guys broke and they were laughing. We were laughing. So it was a, it was a really funny experience then. But that's probably the most memorable one for sure. Well, so what other kind of random things happen in the room? <sighs> uh, people try to get into the ceiling. Um, into the ceiling? Yeah. I've had people stand on the desk trying to look up in the ceiling. And even though I've told them, like, there's nothing up there. Mm-hmm. There's one puzzle 
that deals with a water jug in our um, hardest game, which is Doomsday the Bunker. And we tell every single group it will be very obvious when to use it. Mm -hmm. And we've had that game open for about two, maybe almost two years now. And we've only had three groups do the exact same thing. As soon as they get in the game, they'll put their hands together and they'll dump the water into their hands all over the floor. And even though we've told Why? them, like, I don't know, it's not obvious to do it on the floor. That, and there's actually a specific place to put it when they're they, in the They game. think like a key is going to come out of the water jug or something or? Uh, well, there, yes, there is a key in there, but. <laughs> but they don't need to pour but, all over the floor. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. And they can't even use it yet. So that's the funny part. And then we have <clears> to go in there and clean it up. But the amount of rules and things you tell people, people still find ways to break it. So you didn't think you needed a mop for the Doomsday Bunker, but apparently you'd need a mop. Yes, yeah. I mean, we figured it could happen, but I mean, it's not harming anything. It's just kind of funny when it happens. Do do you have trust issues that you didn't have previously because of working in this game? Like, are people, I mean, yes, people jumping (laughs) jumping up up to the ceiling and maybe trying to pry things open that should not be pried open? Like... Has this restored your faith in humanity? Has this knocked you back a peg? Like It's like going to be all over the board. There's some puzzles in our game that are very, very simple. Like mm-hmm. we have kids that come in and they'll get it before their parents do. And then other people will just come in and just don't get it at all. And you're like, and for a clue you it. have to drive home yeah. from this game. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid for my life and the life of my family if I'm on the road with you. Right. And yeah. there, speaking of that, though, there's a lot of people who come in that were drinking And so that, honestly, that's the main one. That's where I usually see that going. I'm all for having fun and everything, but I usually tell people keep the celebrating for after. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then when they come and play play games after drinking, I'm like, yeah, you got to drive home. Do you want me to call you an Uber or something? Have you had to kick people out? uh, We've only had to refuse one group. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of drinking? Yes. Okay. Um, they just went in there and started breaking stuff. So that's just not how you, that's not playing an escape room. That's just damaging things. It's called so. vandalism. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But 99.999% of people are fantastic. So have you heard like new phrases, new profane phrases that you've heard yelled in, in profanities that oh you've never gosh. heard before? You have no idea. <laughs> okay. um, well, something, yeah. pop, something popped out at me mm-hmm. in this area 53 thing. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I yelled an expletive. Yeah. You know, and I, I know went, what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I'm, <laughs> yeah. I yelled, yeah. That was scary. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought my life was at risk. <laughs> Especially in Camp Crystal Lake. Oh my gosh. It is the funniest thing. I see there's a Camp Crystal Lake is our spooky, scary game that we mm-hmm. have. And there's some jump scares in there. And I see boyfriends push their girlfriends in first because they're scared. And then they'll walk in and like, They'll they'll be like this isn't that bad and the boy all the boyfriends will be in the first room and like all the girls will be in the scary part so it, every group is completely different and it's just so fascinating to see like what people are like and they know that you can see them which is funny but they kind of forget and so they just be themselves and so it's really interesting just to see how different people are. Oh, we always just assume that like there's one person trying to monitor all four rooms or oh, whatever. No. You know, that's so it's like, oh, they they're not going to really watch not really watching yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work. We have to have one person per game because we have to make sure we have to help people through everything. So, mm-hmm. we people get easily frustrated in escape rooms, especially because they're up against time mm-hmm. and that brings out the worst in people. Will you ever use any of the footage from the the rooms to like do some marketing like 
the scares or that kind of like, or do you record, do you record it for the future? So our system does time out after 24 hours. It deletes everything. Oh, okay. So there is times though, we'll, we'll, <laughs> if a game master is, let's say on Camp Crystal Lake and there's a scary part happens, someone slips and falls on the floor and the, everyone's laughing or mm. they run into each other. We'll grab another game master and we'll wind it like, hey, look at this. It, it oh, just okay. is really funny, but we'll never really record it. Or like um, we're sending this to our lawyer in case we get sued. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we don't either want to, a lot of people ask us, can we have the footage of the entire game? It doesn't record audio. It is just the video, but we wouldn't want any of the secrets to get out mm-hmm. either. So that's the main one. So the game master can hear mm-hmm. everything, correct? But it, the video is just is just video, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, what tips do you have for people that are new to escape games? Mm-hmm. Don't pick the hardest one. <laughs> that so is the most common level thing. Is yes. something you need to be yeah. concerned about. I usually tell people uh, check out our website or any escape room that you do. Usually, there's some sort of difficulty level listed on there, and I tell people go in order of those. So start with the easiest, work up from there to the hardest. And then the biggest tips, it's never apparent where to start in any escape room. So you basically have to start by looking everywhere through everything as fast as you possibly can. And mm-hmm. that concept alone, people have a hard time understanding that their very first time coming in. We can usually tell if people are going to make it out based on their first 10 minutes of how they're playing. So we usually like to see high energy, everyone running around. Hey, guys, I found a key. If someone's kind of like, hey, guys, I found a key, they're not going to make it out. Mm-hmm. It's really just depending on the the energy and also teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. So just sharing everything that you found, what you did and how you solved it will help everyone because I see a lot of time people will um, come back and try to resolve something that someone's already solved and the other people who just solved it are telling them that so they already did it. Communication yeah. Communication is Correct. key. Yeah. Okay. But I think... Honestly, every single group, even if it's your first time and you come to do our hardest game, we've had people like that that make it out and almost close to beating the record, but they just have the energy and the drive to be fast and they get it. And most people do have to, their first time playing an escape room is more so learning on how to play an escape room. So usually their second or third time they come back, they they got that right energy to escape quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to revisit this whole camaraderie amongst escape room people uh-huh. like is there i mean you clearly have a lot of respect for new mexico escape Correct, room yeah. and they have two locations mm-hmm. just like you guys do does it come from the fact that this is such a difficult thing to put together that like we need a support system like do you guys do you all go out to dinner like are, <laughs> or do you go to like are there escape room conventions yes yeah so we've actually we go out to dinner with them we'll um talk about like our newest rooms that we're building etc just make sure that we're we're both not going to build prison rooms or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you know? So, or if we have some sort of issue that we're like, Hey, we're not sure how to solve this or what to do with this. Then they've came to us for different things as well. So, but we do, we have gone on uh, escape room conventions with them out of state. So we have traveled with them. Okay. Yeah. And they're very awesome people. They're like our, one of our good friends. So they're really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the market, I mean, the escape room market is pretty, not market, I would say this, the number of escape rooms is still pretty small, right, mm-hmm. across across the U.S. So yeah. It's a very niche community. Mm-hmm. Is the lack of competition, not competition, but the lack of like, I want to say that you're so open with with, with them and they're your friends, the camaraderie, mm-hmm. that's the, yeah. probably the word I'm looking for. Does the camaraderie come from the fact that like, hey, listen, I only have six to eight rooms available at any one time mm-hmm. and you only have maybe however many yeah. rooms you have people are going to play our rooms probably 
once. Maybe they'll bring back friends and play it twice or something, right? Yes. <laughs> but then you're out of then you're out of rooms, and the, yeah. and they have to go somewhere else Correct, if they yeah. really like escape rooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, is the, is that where the dynamic comes from? Um, the camaraderie is that where that comes from? Is that like we're the only people that are here? Like people are going to have to play all the rooms if they like escape rooms. Yes and no. I mean, there is another escape room in town. I don't want to say they are, but mm-hmm. we actually, if people ask us, or especially me, I'll give my outside the business personal opinion. Mm-hmm. It's the other one isn't as great. So if we're going to recommend an escape room, we want people to go to a great place and still have fun. So we always recommend New Mexico Escape Room. Mm -hmm. If people are, are, they played one game with us, let's say they do Camp Crystal Lake and they're looking for some sort of game that has this element to it. Mm -hmm. Or or if they're like, which one's good for my four-year-old? Or we're bringing an older elderly person. So Mm -hmm. I will recommend something at, if we don't have it, for New Mexico Escape Room. Mm -hmm. We always share each other with different games. So yeah, I just always recommend it no matter what, because outside of the business, they are still one of the top best escape rooms we've ever played. So I always tell people to go there. I'm sure everybody wants to know, what does it cost to build out a room? That can honestly range all over the place. It depends on what style and what generation you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Most games, though, anywhere from fifty to 100000 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. and, that's, and that's part of the reason why it takes us so long to build some of our games is that we have to kind of wait up and... But you're spending money that some people would spend on a house. Right. To build a 800 square foot room. Right. But again, oh. if we built a super, super cheap game, people would feel like it's a cheap game. So we mm-hmm. want to have everyone experience the best thing that we can create. And it's, it's, it's not and a it's cheap night us. out. I mean, it is right. it's not a cheap night out. Right. I mean, you're talking, what, what what's the going rate now for, it's for a game? It's $25 per person plus tax. So it usually comes about like 27 So, and you'll accept, what, four people minimum? Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. Um, If we get people that call and just want to go on a date night, just Mm -hmm. two people, we'll accept it, but we'll tell them, like, none of our games are made for less than four. So it's going to be a lot harder for two. Okay. So knowing that, we'll allow allow two, two to three people. Okay. Yeah. What are you guys most excited about right now? Jumanji. Our Jumanji-themed game is, I wish he was done with it right now. We have every single group that comes, plays our game, and they're like, oh, I saw it on your website, or I see that you guys are building it. How much longer? And I have to tell them, like, hopefully next month, maybe the end, but usually how it's been turning out so far with all of our other games that we've built, usually about three or four months past the time that we think it's going to be. When did you When did you start this game? Uh, we started building it, I want to say, six months ago. Okay. And we also, we actually bought some animatronic things for that game. So we actually had to wait for one of those things to be finished being built. We ordered it from a place called Distortions based out of Colorado. And they have provided a lot of set design and animatronic style things for movies. So that's why we chose them. They're really cool. We met them at a escape room convention. So that specific prop won't have really much to do with puzzles, but it's a part of the set design, which we really wanted to create very realistic to that game. So that's one thing that took a while to get built so that we can install it and then finish building the rest of it. Wow. Very cool. What's on the horizon? Like, what does Bust Out look like in five years? Oh, we, like I said, we've been to, we went to Minnesota to visit family. So we are thinking of opening an escape room out there, up in a small area. You can um, employ your family? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. So um, we have a lot of youngsters down there. So in the next year or so, they'll be available to work. And we actually played the escape rooms with them. So I know they're probably interested in doing that. And we also, we love being on the lake. So we might get a little tiny cabin out there. So that way we can go up there for the summer. Camp run Crystal and build, Lake? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> so that way we can kind of on the days off enjoy the lake for all of the hard work that we've done in the last four years. Yeah, this has got to be a pretty thankless job. I mean, you're yes. constantly. I mean, your father is. I just saw him out out in mm-hmm. the hallway. I mean, he's like covered in concrete because he was Always. pouring concrete this morning. Mm-hmm. Is he a concrete contractor? Yeah, or? so he does all kinds of things. Honestly, I don't know too much about and all that. And then he's that. here until God knows. Oh, how. he is usually here until almost 1 a.m. every night working. He is the hardest worker I've ever met. So I will credit him that. He he does a lot for this place. If it wasn't for him, this wouldn't be here. That's incredible. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm so excited to have been talking to you. Mm-hmm. Give us where we can learn a little bit more about Bust Out. And if people want to come and be patrons, how do they do that? So our website is bustoutescaperoom.com. And we also have an Instagram page. It's Bust Out Escape Room. Uh, we're always doing different promotions on our Instagram page for different like 20% off for a balloon fiesta, or Halloween, Christmas, etc. So always check us out there. And we are doing some giveaways right now as well. Awesome. Thanks, Melanie. Appreciate you uh, being on the ABQ cast. Thank you. All right, Albuquerque, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Review on iTunes as well. I will read all of those reviews. I don't miss anyone. And listen every week to ABQ cast. If you head on over to abqcast.com, you will see a link for our group, ABQ Insiders. Join us there on Facebook or just search us up on Facebook, ABQ Insiders, and you can be one of the inner circle. So hope you enjoyed today and we look forward to touching base with you next week. Thanks so much.